Have you been searching for your tribe of women? Well, look no further. Tribe was created with women in mind, a place to grow, learn and connect to our best selves. Every Friday at three, tune in with your host Kay and Lindsay to discuss everything women, raw, authentic and ready to break barriers as we grow together into our best selves. Welcome to Tribe. Welcome back to another week with your tribe of women. I'm Kay and I'm joined here with my co-host Lindsay. This week we have guest Martina with us and we're so honored that she made it in time to chat with us today. We'll be discussing the importance of balancing work life and personal life. This is a topic that I've been speaking on for years in my personal and in my business life and I'm so excited to share this with you guys today and I'm going to let Martina introduce herself and why this topic resonates with her. Well, hello, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. New oh, season. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> yeah, new season. Congratulations. I, uh, I certainly appreciate the work and effort, time and energy that is put into doing podcasts. So um, I'm right there with you celebrating. So congrats on that. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for your audience, my name is Martina Kalaitis. And um, introductions are, have lately been challenging for me because I feel like I'm just going through this metamorphosis and this kind of, I don't want to say an identity shift, but certainly um, an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. I feel um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I'm trying to think like when people ask me what I do, I was just at a, an event recently and I've had that question asked so many times. I'm like, I just need to simplify this answer. Okay. Because uh, I call myself essentially a professional storyteller. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I tell stories of my life on various platforms and in various ways. Um, so through my work um, as a mental health uh, speaker, um, I, I facilitate mental health first aid, but I also, which I really love doing, is going into workplaces, speaking at conferences, and talking about the journey that I've been on through mental health challenges, through burnout, um, and through recently a significant amount of changes in my life. Um, so that's, that's been a really big focus in my work lately. Uh, and I also have a podcast called the life out loud podcast, which is, um, a part, a branch of my business that really just talks about the many ways that we interact with the world around us, with one another, and the ways we interact with our, within ourselves to highlight and promote our mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that podcast has been on a pause for a year uh, for various reasons. Um, and this is part of the the self-care piece that we'll get <coughs> into later on where, um, you know, sometimes we have to make shifts and adjustments in our work and really um, focus on what is priority in our lives right now. And so the podcast is coming back. I'm actually preparing to meet with my producers. So we'll get that back on track for 2024. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. I think that was how I originally met you, I think, was you had the page set up and you were doing the podcast stuff. And I remember following you and I was like, oh, my God, she does mental health stuff. And I got so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's and it's been an excellent way to connect with community and and really bring in 
studio, the stories and lives of um, anyone really. Like I, I've mm-hmm. talked to so many different people from various walks of life and and a variety of backgrounds. And so it's, and that's what I really love about it is that we all have a mental health story and that's kind of my tagline with my business. And, and it's really about talking, bringing it out from inside of us and, and, and reflecting on it and, and learning from and growing and healing on the journey that we call life. So, uh, Mm -hmm. so that is that part. And the, the other part of storytelling, um, I suppose is through my, my work as a writer, um, but more so, um, as an actor, so essentially it's it's kind of like it's just a way of saying I'm an artist, but I give myself a different title because when you're an entrepreneur, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. But I we could spend hours <laughs> where I'm at and the journey I'm going on. But yeah, I'll spare you that for now. <laughs> I love the title professional storyteller. I just have like chills listening to you speak, Martina, that all just resonates so much with my life. And I'm like, wow, the fact that we all are now connected on these paths to empower and share about mental health and just these different important topics. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about it. That's it. Mm. And that's, and that's how life out loud really came to be is, you know, I, I have been struggling for so long. I've been holding, you know, I, I worked as a personal development facilitator and counselor in like the employability skill training field. And a lot of my work was around meeting with clients who came to me with their struggles and, you know, trying to hold a safe space for them and, and you know, being in partnership with them on their journey it really started to bring about some things that I had realized I had buried for so long. And so like the last few years of my career in that industry, I, I knew, well, well, I knew something was changing within me. I didn't realize it was burnout at the time until I started going to therapy and realized that I had been working so much to avoid facing some of the, challenging and uncomfortable things that I had buried for so long in my life. And now it was starting Mm -hmm. to come up. And, and now I'm also working with people like majority of my clients had mental health challenges or had disclosed a mental health condition. And so that combined with all of the other mental health work that I was doing was really forcing me to face my own reality. And, you know, at the time I wasn't ready to see it. I wasn't ready to work through it. And, um, I mean, it took a lot. It took actually me being put off work on medical leave (laughs) and really doing the inner work, the deep dive into myself and understanding what is happening in my life right now. And so I started writing again. I've, I've always, I love writing. I just, you know, one day maybe I'll write a book, you know, (laughs) I think I love this so much. (laughs) um, I think, um, you know, I, I, I have enough journals that I could probably just put it together and write a book to be honest with you, but I've been writing since I was young. Like my parents always say, you know, when you were younger, you would write us letters all the time, especially if I was in trouble and I would write this note and say, 
are you still mad at me? Circle yes or no and put it back <laughs> in my door. When you're done. But, uh, but I started journaling again. I started writing and reflecting on what was happening in my life. And, and I wrote this blog called Burnout Not Broken. And um, I remember sharing it to my, my website. I shared it online and I just thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I shared this. And looking back on that blog, I was like, girl, that is nothing. Like you didn't really say much. (laughs) (laughs) Not compared to, I mean, I I know I shared something that resonated with people because several strangers emailed me and, and, and said that, you know, that my story resonated with them. But when I look back on, you know, the last few years, for example, the ways that I've been allowing myself to be vulnerable publicly and and really mm-hmm. talk about the difficult things in life that you know we often struggle with but we carry it around we armor up and we don't allow anyone to see any of the cracks you know yes. um i'm like that was that was just kind of testing the waters of vulnerability at that point but it actually it planted a seed in terms of the work that i'm doing now so it really it really started to um, grow from a place of, I'm not broken, I'm burnt out. And this is something that I feel I just need to share. And then from that, just the, the, I guess, response kind of made me curious around, okay, so if I'm not alone, like, of course I'm not alone, but sometimes when you're in the midst of it, when you're in the, Mm -hmm. you certainly feel like you're alone at times. And I was like, well, I need to do something that is purposeful and meaningful with the situation. I want to, and I intentionally made a conscious decision. And this was through therapy. I did a lot of work with my therapist and I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm returning back to that career, but if I am to, to, you know, start a business, I want it to be meaningful in that I want to be able to provide support for mm-hmm. um, businesses and leaders in the community to start to have these conversations in the workplace because my CEO and manager were wonderful. They held safe spaces for me. They checked in on my wellness. Like they weren't concerned about my productivity because that was fine, but they saw something outside of that that I was covering up. And so the fact that they did that and initiated those conversations with me really started that journey of, okay, this is not common. And I want to be a conduit for organizations and and people individually, just outside of work even, to really start to lean into themselves because it is so easy to numb, to distract. Because listen, ladies, years of numbing, years of armoring up with perfection. I so feel that so So many things, being social, like being the social butterfly, Mm -hmm. you know, like when I was diagnosed with depression, you know, I shared that with a few of my close friends and and, and people would say, but you're, you're always so encouraging and happy. And like, you're always in a great mood and you make us laugh. And, but behind closed doors, there Mm -hmm. was a different Martina that I was living, the unhealed version of myself that I wouldn't allow anyone to, to see. And so that's, that's how I started kind of picking away at how am I going to do this business and, and work this so that it brings meaning and purpose to the lives of others. And really that's, that's my ultimate goal is to really just shine a light on the path of others. 
I love that so much because that's so much what we stand for and being able to bring people together and creating a safe space. And I know for both of us, like Lindsay and I both, I know without even a doubt, I know Lindsay's over there like snapping and she's like, I'm resonating. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. I just keep like shaking my head yes to everything and then you guys can see me. Just like, yes. <laughs> And I love that you write. I don't know if I've talked to you about that. I also write and I'm working on a book right now. And so I got so excited when you were talking about writing and I'm just like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Write your book. Uh, Let me tell you, there's so many stories that get buried. You know what I mean? Like so many times that people are like, oh, I'm not meant to write or I'm not, you know, I don't think I have anything to say that's worth being heard. Yes, you do. If you are listening and you've been sitting on something, you've been sitting on a work of art, anything for some time, let this be your sign that it is time to pick it up and go forward. Yes. Yes. So while we're talking about that, I find that so many times in life with our jobs is we get ourselves to those burnout points because we don't set boundaries for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I love to be able to discuss that with you because I love where you're going. And I think that it'd be great to kind of, I would like to pick your brain at what are some things for you and personal boundaries that you have of separating your work life from your personal life, even though you do share some of that personal life and being vulnerable, but just kind of setting boundaries for yourself. Because I know for me, I struggled so much in my business for the first few years because I didn't know how to not bring work home. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even like I had other people because I worked by myself. (laughs) Right. It was just the daily things that I went through and letting other people bully me about my job and bringing that home to my family. And then, you know, sitting up until three in the morning, editing pictures because I was that people pleaser that it was, well, this person's really upset and they really want their photos, even though they're not due yet, but like they're hounding me. I need to do this. I have to stay Mm -hmm. up all night. I have to pull all nighters and learning to like roll back and say, okay, you know, I have these boundaries in my business and I need to follow Mm -hmm. those boundaries and setting healthy boundaries for myself. That's right. Absolutely. Because what happens when you continually allow people to push those boundaries further, you know, and you can, you can see the spiral, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're upset. So I'm going to make sure that I get this earlier or, you know, and you just keep making uh, compromises that actually can have a significant impact on your overall health mm-hmm. and wellness, right? And then you get to a point of burnout and then you're not good to anyone you know? yeah. Yeah. because you're at a point of exhaustion and and you're at capacity. And, and I mean, you have a family, you have, you know, maybe partnership, you have, um, you have yourself, you have all the things you enjoy doing in your personal time, whether it's, you know, going to the gym and, and some, those things also, are impacted, um, you know, by allowing those boundaries to be pushed and pushed and pushed further away mm-hmm. from, you know, what you had originally established. And I can, I can, I can preach this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, girl, bye, you are talking to yourself. <laughs> and I really am like, I, I am not, I certainly am not one that has figured it out. Um, You know, I've been asked to speak to organizations around work-life balance so many times that I'm like, (laughs) because I'm all about being transparent. And I say, you know, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I, I st I'm still trying to figure out this work-life balance and I'm trying to actually figure out if it actually exists because as a personal development um, professional before, like I would facilitate workshops around work-life balance for years, for like 10 years. Like this is, this is what we need to um, achieve. Like this is the standard of ultimate wellness is having a perfect work-life balance balance scale. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly, like, don't come for me, anyone, but I don't <laughs> think it exists. I really don't. <laughs> and so while striving for this perfect balance, you know, we start to lose ourselves. Instead, I've been focusing on, okay, what is a, what is a reframing of this concept? And so for me, it's been, um, you know, work-life integration. How do I how do I kind of weave the two worlds of work together that is sustainable? It's attainable. It can, um, it, 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 it can last for a long time and not just like go, go, go and hustle, hustle for like, uh, you know, a couple of months and then I'm exhausted for the rest of the year. No, I'm not doing that. Um, mm -hmm. so like this work life integration is something that I've really trying to understand, especially as an entrepreneur, like you said, you know, like there, there's no one telling us it's the end of the day, close the, yeah. your office door and go home. Right. There's no hard, um, there's no hard physical boundaries, for example, that say that indicate this is work and this is home. Like in my previous career, I would leave my office and I would actually say the work stays here. And mm -hmm. now I'm going home. Like I would have to do that kind of movement to actually say, okay, everything that I went through today is staying in this office and now it's time to go and, and engage in the other part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, as an entrepreneur, like really I had, I really didn't have any intention on being a business owner. I, I mean, I love the idea of being an entrepreneur because I thought you get set your own hours. You can take vacation all you want. <laughs> but I'm like, no, honey, it, it does not work like that. It is a um, lot of hats. It is a lot. And I think the first thing that I forgot to really think about, especially when we're, when we're looking at, you know, starting a business, making a business plan was mm -hmm. to incorporate um, boundaries in the blueprint. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh and it's something we don't think about. And, um, you know, I, I, I did a, a workshop with CBDC. So with their self-employment, uh, benefit program, talking to entrepreneurs about mental health and how, how are we incorporating our mental health strategy in our blueprint as entrepreneurs, you know, we, and, and mm -hmm. so, um, that's something that I failed to do because I'm just trying to figure this out as I go along, you know, yeah. <laughs> how to be an entrepreneur. And so when I think about business boundaries and personal boundaries, I, I think I always come back to self. And I think for me anyway, the, the, the core of like business boundaries is ensuring my own personal boundaries are first taken care of. Yes. Because if I'm not well, Martina, then life out loud is not going to be well. Yes. And it's it's not it's not going to be effective, right? Yes. Unless I am. And so um, you know, uh I if I'm for example away for for like a vacation, let's say, 
Um, and I recently did a business retreat and um, turned on the auto responder. Uh, auto responder. <laughs> Respondo. <laughs> that, sound, that sounded like so tough. Like, auto <laughs> um, and you know, in in my in my message, I said, you know, I'm out of the office. Uh, on a business retreat, not responding to emails, taking care of my mental health, basically. Like, that's just, I said it more eloquently than that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I made the mention that this is part of my mental health strategy. Um, and so I shut it off and I actually didn't even look, well, I looked at it once because I had to send in a grant, but <laughs> or a funding application, but that was it. Um, but even, you know, for just having an everyday um, autoresponder that says, I will reply to your email within so many hours, right? And so it kind of takes that pressure off because it does. I have that with my business too. I have my yeah. autoresponder always set on and it tells you that I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Right. Yeah. And then you're not, you see an email come in and you're working on something else. You don't feel the urgency. Mm -hmm. Um to, to respond immediately. And, you know, we all have phones. And so it's so easy to get just immersed in business when we have no business being in our business, if you know what I mean. When, yeah. when, you, you, know, set, right? yeah. <laughs> when you set schedules and timelines, like this is, this is how long I'm working in my business. Mm -hmm. That, that is it. And honor yourself in that and, yes. and celebrate it. Like, you know, this whole week I actually stayed within my business hours and I didn't go over and, you know, that gave me more time to do X, Y, and Z or spend time with, you know, the people I love or even just spend time on myself with myself. And yes, also, I love that. Yeah. And the other thing that I do, cause this is, this is ongoing work with my therapist because she's always checking it. She's always checking me first off. <laughs> she's comical though, but she, she's like, she's like, girl, okay. So tell me about your week, how much work. And I'd be like, okay, well, I, I actually scheduled in time for myself. And she's like, okay, let me see. So if like, if it's a zoom call, I'll show her it's like, see, and I'll, I'll have like one day that says no meetings, book, no meetings, basically. Um, then I'll have a day that says creative work. So that's when I can really focus on writing that like, that's when I can focus on like social media content or whatever it is mm -hmm. that I want to do. Um, and then sometimes it's scheduling just time for myself. Maybe I just want to like stay in my pajamas in the morning and, you know, watch a movie or something and not feel guilty about doing something, being productive instead of doing, focusing more on being. And one thing I saw recently, which really struck me, and I thought, this is it. Because the other part of me is also very social. Um, I love, I, I just love people. Like I love meeting people. Um, but lately I've found that my peopling skills, not skills, the skills are still there, but my desire to people, <laughs> my social battery, let's say, has been depleted very quickly. And so that for me is an indicator that, okay, maybe it's time to, scale back a little bit to, to isolate, isolate in a way that, um, allows me to fully recharge so that I can be present when I am socializing and engaging. And I saw this quote on Instagram recently and I'm like, that is it. I've got to save this. 
Um, so when I book time out for myself, what tends to happen, and I think this is God, because God will be like, okay, this is good. You're booking this time off. And then he'll throw a little test, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I get two <laughs> invites to do something. I'm like, oh, that sounds so much fun. Oh, I want to do that. So, And I look at my calendar. It says book nothing or time alone. And I think, okay, I could... Mm, I could actually just do it. And that could be my, my time to whatever, the, whatever I choose to do. And I saw this quote that says, um, my free time is not a reflection of my availability. I also mm. need me time. And I was like, that's it. So it's not even about like, yes, I'm available to go socialize or do this or do that. But also recognizing that, I also need time to just be alone, be by myself, allow myself Absolutely. to be charged, you know? And the thing is, is you get people out. <laughs> you get people you, out. You give so many of your spoons. And at the end of the day, it's like, sometimes you just need to press pause and unapologetically take a moment for yourself. That's it. Absolutely. And yeah. also remember that every yes has a no and every mm -hmm. no has a yes. So if I'm saying yes to something, recognize, you know, what I'm saying no to mm -hmm. and vice versa. So if I say no to going out or doing something or going to dinner with friends, what am I saying yes to? I'm saying yes to actually just sitting still because the week has been so chaotic and I need time to just decompress, right? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Perfect. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And I hope that you stay tuned and listen more with us. Hey, welcome back. Um, we are going to be chatting now about making time for ourselves in our personal life. And I think something that's come up for me, I know a lot of people feel like, I know we talked about like having the phone and how hard it can be to separate that. Mm -hmm. And something that's huge for me is do not disturb mode. I am, mm, like, I am on it right now, sis. Same, same. I am. I'm huge for do not disturb when I'm having my me time. Yeah. Know? do not disturb and um even sometimes airplane mode if i really want to like go deep Ooh, you know what? airplane mode <laughs> a friend of mine actually has a basket pinned on her wall outside her bedroom with a sign on it and all of her electronics have to go in it before she enters her bedroom because her bedroom is her me time that is where i don't sit on my phone i'm not watching tv i'm spending time with me or i'm resting and i love that she has that because she does have a partner so it's like when we enter our bedroom that is our sacred space to be together we we're not sitting on our phones. And I was like, I love that. I never thought of that. And I was like, I love that. I love that too. That's that awesome. That is brilliant. Yeah. And it um, takes a lot of discipline to, to, yes. to do oh, that. yeah. practice. And like, I find for me, because I'm neurodivergent, it's like that people pleaser in me. So the second that light dings on my phone, I'm, it, it takes everything in me. I'm like, don't look at it. Don't make eye contact. Don't look. <laughs> and that's why I love do not disturb because I yes. want to <laughs> see the messages. And because that's like me too. If I'm doing something and my phone lights up, I'm like, oh, what is it? What's going on? But I have all my notifications on my socials turned off for that reason that when I'm doing things, if I have time to go on the social media, that's when mm -hmm. I check my messages instead of my phone mm -hmm constantly blowing up because I share a lot on Instagram so it's like if I mm -hmm. had my Instagram notifications on I would be so overwhelmed all the time just like mm -hmm. always getting these messages so 
it's intentional when I go in, okay, I'm going into Instagram, I'm going to check all my messages, respond to people. And it's mm. not like I'm doing something and I'm getting distracted. See, that's, that's my problem. I do get distracted. <laughs> yeah. I find once I look and I scroll for a minute, I get sucked in down the rabbit hole. And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my God, it's been 30 minutes and I'm just scrolling. This is evil. Get it out of my hands. <laughs> this is, you know why this is it. Sometimes I'm like, this system or this platform is probably built for that reason. Oh yeah. To distract, to, you know, like to engage in content. I mean, look at TikTok. I actually had to delete it from my phone or hide it for a bit because it was like, I'm just going to take a little quick break and watch a couple of videos, but then you get into it and then you get into the comments oh, yeah. and then you, you get into the next thing. And then it's like, oh my gosh, now it's two hours later and mm -hmm. you know, and then you start to feel guilty, but I, yeah, I, I love, I love the do not disturb. My challenge is that I, I love interacting on social media. I'm mm -hmm. getting to a point where I've got way too many unread messages and yes. it's starting to impact me in that. It gets overwhelming. It is so overwhelming. And then I see it and then I close it out because I just, I don't have the time to deal with it or not deal, but like in, engage with it. And, and yeah. so it, it just keeps building. So I'm at a point where I'm like, should I just shut off messages and then get caught up on the, the hundreds that are in my inbox and like <laughs> things that I'm just like, sometimes I miss opportunities because messages keep getting buried down the bottom. So that's hard for me is like going on, do not disturb, but then coming back to it later and, and feeling overwhelmed by the buildup. I, I definitely resonate with that a lot because um, I have three different email addresses because I have my personal oh. one and then I also run the tribe one and then I also have my photography email. So between the three, I feel like there's just constant emails. There's never not emails. Mm -hmm. And then by the time at the end of the day, when I sit down and I open it and it's like, ding, 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 ding. And I'm just like, nope. And I just have to close it and walk away. Right. So I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's it. So you're not alone. In that. <laughs> you are not alone in that. Oh my goodness. So I know when we were on break, me and you were chatting, so I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was telling Martina how important it is as moms that we learn to take care of ourselves because I know for me, like growing up, I come from a very big family. I was the baby whisperer. So I was always one coming over and watching everyone's kids. And I always hear mom saying, I don't have time to take care of myself. Once you have kids, you don't have time to take care of yourself. You're taking care of everybody else. You don't have time to buy yourself nice things. Mm. And I made a promise to myself as a teenager that when the day came that I had children, that I was not going to let myself go, that I was going to make time for myself, no matter how many kids I have, because you cannot not have time to take care of yourself and your well-being your right. physical being and doing things that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And my son is almost 15 and I have stuck to that since day one he was born. Mm, wow. I, you know, I've, you. I've learned ways to cut corners on things. Like I like to get my nails done, but I know that I didn't have a lot of support. So it was hard for me to sit in a nail salon. So I learned how to do nails and I bought all the stuff and I do them at home. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my so gosh. Have, you know, yeah. I just like, I have my little self love moments where I take an hour and I go in my room, I play music, I do my nails you know, I'll do my skincare and those little mm. things, although it's, it's just something at home, it still makes me feel good. And I'm taking time to take care of myself. 
That's right. Yeah. Because when you do that, you feel better, you feel more effective, you know, mm-hmm. in your nurturing and in your partnerships and the relationships with your loved ones. It's, it's, it's so important, you know, like yeah. if you didn't do those things, you, you know, you potentially show up exhausted and irritated and, you know, just not, not in the way that you would want as a nurturing self, like the nurturing person that you are. Right. And so, and a lot of it too, is even how we dress. Yes. Um, my, I used to have a friend of mine that used to make fun of me (laughs) because she's like, girl, I come to your house, your makeup is on, your hair's done. You're dressed up. Are you even going anywhere? And I was like, no. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, what you getting dressed up for? And I was like, I did this for me. <laughs> That's right. Because it made me feel good because I was having a crappy day. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those days. And I was like, you know what? I just need a little pick me up. I did my nails. I got all dressed up. Girl, I wasn't going anywhere. I just wanted to As feel you good. Should. As you should. Good <laughs> for you. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it, it, it makes a difference when you when you show up for yourself in the way you would Mm -hmm. want to show up for someone else. If I was going to a business meeting, you know, there's times where, yeah, I'll be a little more slack and and casual and laid back. But if I'm, like you said, if I'm feeling kind of off, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dress up a little bit more. I'm going to do my hair. I'm actually going to spray some perfume on because I do do that anyway. If I'm not going anywhere, it's just like the aroma and just it, it just wakes me up. It makes me feel more productive as opposed to, you know, if you don't shower in the morning and you just kind of roll out of bed and get mm-hmm. to work in your sweats or something. And then I just feel, I just feel the slump. Like I just don't feel it does. Like it really can... does matter. And then I'm sitting um, on the couch doing work and then mm-hmm. napping 10 minutes later, you know? <laughs> and I find a lot of it is even how we wake up in the morning because um, I don't know if you've ever heard of her Tony Jones affirmations. She's on all the platforms. She's amazing, no. but she does affirmations for women mm-hmm. and it's all in music. And I integrated that into my everyday lifestyle. When I wake up of getting up in the morning, listening to my Tony Jones, taking a shower, I'm not jumping up and going on my phone. First thing, like I try to come out, spend time with my family, make my tea mm-hmm. and waking up so that my soul feels good. And then starting my day rather than bullying myself into product productivity where I'm waking up and being like, you have to do this. You have to do this. Yesterday didn't get those edits done. And it's like, when I wake up, I'm not bullying myself to start my day because I've ruined my day before it's even started by piling all these things on myself instead of waking up and taking care of me first. That's right. Yeah. And it really does set the tone either it does. way, you know, and um, you know, for me, I've started getting into the practice of you know, first waking up and the only time I touch my phone is when I'm shutting off the alarm and I am going to plan to get a, um, an alarm clock, like a sunrise alarm clock kind of thing. Oh, I, so I don't have to have my phone in my room. Um, but yeah, I, I start now, like I wake up and I say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for waking me up today. Mm-hmm. And like a meditation prayer. And it doesn't have to be like much, but it's just, a prayer of gratitude, you know, like yes. I'm grateful for this day, even though it's an early morning and maybe I have to work with a difficult client today, but I'm grateful that you provided for me and you, 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 mm-hmm. you know, put air in my lungs today. And so, um, that's been helpful. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, Mel Robbins. 
Oh, she, the name uh, sounds familiar. She, uh, she, she's a motivational speaker. I think, I, uh, what was her previous work? I think maybe she was in broadcasting. Maybe. I can't remember. Don't hold me to that. But uh, <laughs> she, she is a, like the five second rule. Uh, five, four, three, two, one, and then get up and go. Like whether it's mm -hmm. like motivating yourself to get off the couch and and go to the gym or whatever it might be, get out of bed. Um, but she, I remember her making a comment about um, using your phone first thing in the morning, and she said something that really stuck with me. And I thought I need to always remember this. And so, like when you when you wake up in the morning, and you're you're in your bed and you, you know, immediately start scrolling, let's say on social media. She's like, think of it like you inviting hundreds of people into your room first thing in the morning. And yeah, I thought, yeah that's kind of it. Like yeah, I'm, absolutely. I think about it and I'm, I'm like, it's, it's kind of like welcoming in all of these different things, situations, you know, I would turn on the news first thing and, and, you're immediately flooded with, you know, so much devastation and, oh my and God, yeah. you know, politics and, and then you're seeing like people online, what they're sharing. And it's just like that immediately comes into your space, into your, into your mind. And, and that's how I'm going to start the day before I even put two feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. and, then it, and then it shifts my emotion. It, it shifts my mood and, and then I'm like halfway through the morning, I'm like, why do I feel so anxious? Yeah. It's like, well, because you started the morning first thing with the news and then you're scrolling on Instagram and you're seeing all these other things. Mm. Um, yeah. So let's practice a different strategy. And so that's why I, for me, prayer, meditation, just leaning into gratitude. Yes. Um, even when I don't want to do the work day, it's like, you know, God, you provided work for me today. And mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> and it and does shift the whole energy for the day. It does. And you know what, sometimes we really, we, we forget to stop and practice mm -hmm. gratitude. And it is, it is, it's, it takes a lot to change your habits and the way that you do things. Um, I went mm -hmm. to winners and I found a gratif uh, gratification journal and it has the date like a calendar but instead of having your planner it's space for you to write things that you're grateful for mm. and at the end of every page there's a page with an affirmation or a quote on it mm -hmm. and i love it because i keep it beside my bed and as soon as i'm getting up and i'm doing those things i love that i can you know i can't forget it's right there That's right. and being able to look at what i wrote the day before and the day before that and reflecting on things and writing in my journal and i find that those things are so healing it is. And also because you can look back because sometimes we don't stop yeah. and say, you know what, I've gone through all this and I overcame it. But when you look back in that journal and mm. you're like, man, remember when I thought I would, I like, I can't yes. get through this. This is so hard. And look at you living. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly it. I used to teach that in my uh, personal development classes years ago. And every day I would start the lesson with uh, them writing my, the group writing down three things that they're grateful for in the day. And it was every new group. When I started that, I would hear people grumbling like, Oh, how am I supposed to write three things down? And I don't have three things to be grateful for. And, and then like the next day it would be like, okay, let's, let's give some kind of prompts. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're here, you have this opportunity or you, you've talked about, you know, your grandmother who you have a great relationship, like things like that, the sun is shining, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be so 
big. It can be yeah. the small things too that have a lot of power, you know? And so over time and throughout the, 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 the um, session with them, I'd say, okay, let's start with the gratitude. And they would just go ahead and write. And I started incorporating that with my own self and just, you know, looking around, what, what am I grateful for? And like you said, um, when you go through those tough seasons in your life, you can look back and say, you know, Eve, despite what I went through, whether it's pain or heartache or trauma, I was still able to find some light in mm -hmm. that day or something that I can be grateful for. And it really helps to build resiliency and personal strength. So I'm yes. a firm believer of that. Love it. Um, so I know we have to wrap up here in a minute, but I'd love to quickly kind of recap and just chat over some great ways that we can set boundaries for ourselves to separate our personal life from our business life. So I know that we chatted about keeping your phone outside of your room, um, waking up and having meditation practices. So I just kind of wanted to touch on some different topics to leave everybody with uh, before we close up. I know this is a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you did you want me to say something? Oh, anybody can jump in. Oh. Anybody can jump in. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like I've. I think I'm, I'm sorry. Too much. <laughs> I, I just there's a couple of things I wanted to say, and I'm like, are you talking too much? You're doing too much, Martina. But I just wanted to say, um, a couple of things. Two points, and I'll try and make it really quick. But I did mention at the beginning of this episode that I am a professional storyteller, and so sometimes it's very difficult to, to quit <laughs> talking, but. First thing I wanted to just say was that it's important that we um, are emotionally aware um, mm. and to really, like when we talk about practicing, setting boundaries, um, really understanding what that means for us individually and so that yes. we can incorporate that in our business, in our relationship, in other areas in our lives. And I think it's important to continuously take inventory of our lives, take inventory of our responsibilities, our relationships, our work, our health, um, and do this regularly because life changes constantly. And so do mm -hmm. our boundaries adapt and shift with those life changes, um, you know, you know, due to various circumstances. So uh, I think that's really important. One thing I will say quickly to uh, is that over the last year, I've had many conversations with my therapist about working too much and also on the verge of burnout again. And I never want to go back to that place. And so I'm very conscious of not mm -hmm. returning to that place. But when I did some deep, dig, uh, deep digging, I realized that, you know, I've recently, my partner and I have recently separated. And so, you know, being in a relationship for 20 years, now I'm trying to find, you know, my own, but also I realized that I was working from a scarcity mentality, a mentality of fear that I'm not going to be able to do this on my own, um, you know, in a single income. And so I've been doing too much and doing a lot to avoid that coming to fruition, which I know it's not going to, I'm going to be okay. But I had to mm -hmm. take inventory of why I was working so much. And the second thing I want to say is self-care on hard days is super important. And even though it's difficult to do we need to really lean into self-care when it's, it doesn't, you know, we don't have time or, you know, how are we going to do it? We have to really make that a priority. And also when we don't lean into it, 
find some ways to be self-compassionate with ourselves. You know, guilt obviously starts to creep in sometimes and it can certainly inform us of the ways that we're showing up. Um, mm -hmm. but, but to counteract um, guilt, using self-compassion. So instead of saying, you know, I feel bad for not being available for that loved one, um, but I didn't have the capacity to show up, self-compassion can say, you know what, as much as you would love to be there for that person, you are honoring yourself and that is important too. You know, yes. how would we talk to other people? Like if a friend came to us with this similar kind of challenge, how would we support them? And it's really giving that love and care support back to ourselves because we are worthy of being well. And so I, yeah, I just wanted to say that, like, even on the hard days, if we don't do the things that we wanted, or we allow the boundaries to be compromised, don't beat ourselves up about it. Just learn from it and try again. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you were able to join us today. Yeah, it was my And I absolutely pleasure. loved having you on. I just feel like you resonate so much with what me and Lindsay stand for and the things that we talk about in just recently, we were actually talking about the importance of setting self boundaries. And even on those days when it's difficult of getting ourselves in the habit of waking up and practicing gratitude. And even, you know, when we're feeling low and it's just like, oh, I don't have the energy of getting outside and even grounding your feet, mm -hmm. putting yeah. your feet in the earth and feeling the grass beneath you and breathing it out. That's what I thought. And, you know, Linz, I know me and you talk about this often about how important it is just of having that self-care and having routines that we set up for ourselves in the morning and starting our day right. Hmm. And I know that that's something that she practices a lot. We actually, um, with our tribe group, we are looking into getting more active with women and just finding new ways to be able to get in touch with ourselves. Mm hmm and to be able to just having it, that space where there's no judgment and we can come together and thrive as women and grow and learn from each other. And I'm so, so honored that you came on today and were able to talk on this episode with us. And it really means a lot to me. Oh, I, I'm super grateful for the opportunity and the invitation to be here. And I just wanted to point out that you said the word practice. And I think that's so important to remember when we're on this journey of you know, setting boundaries, but taking care of self, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it is a practice and it's something that we, we continuously have to engage in daily. And you also mentioned intentional earlier too. So I think those are two very important words to kind of keep in our toolbox when we're setting boundaries is being intentional and having it be a practice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, thank you everybody so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed this time as much as we have and getting to chat and we will talk with you next Friday. Thank you so much for joining us, Martina. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll have a good day, everybody, and enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on this episode and journey of connection, growth, and support. Remember, together we are stronger. We would love if you left us a review by clicking the stars below our podcast episode and let us know how you're enjoying our show and helping other like-minded individuals find us too. You can tune in for a new episode every Friday at 3 p.m. 
If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on social media to stay connected, hear about upcoming events, and access exclusive content. Find us on Instagram at tribe underscore Annapolis Valley and on Facebook under tribe in the group section where you can engage with like-minded women and continue growth in these conversations. Until next time, let's keep shining and supporting each other, continuing to build one another up and be powerful creators of our lives.